on Thursday here. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. I always say this because it's March 59th, as Lori says. It is cloudy outside, but Lori and Julia here are going to brighten up your hour. And we've got some Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin news to get to you guys, right? Really? We want to dedicate this uh, segment to all the longtime Grace and Frankie fans that are out there because they the last season is dropping. Seven season. It's been Netflix's longest running Series. Show, okay. Yeah, and um, Lily and Jane Fonda were on CBS Sunday morning. Today, uh, Chris Conley at GMA. They just have such great chemistry, which is obvious on the Frank and Gracie show. So here's Frank, or here's Jane and Lily opening up, opening up about it, and they're talking about their friendship on and off the set. How much of the relationship that we see between the two of you on screen has to do with your friendship in real life? Well, I mean, we got very close. She cracks me up all the time, and um, she's easily crashable. <laughs> <laughs> Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, acclaimed actresses, now bidding a fond farewell to Grace and Frankie. Congratulations on the conclusion of Grace and Frankie. You're making a little face when I say that. How well, does that feel? it's just sort of, it's also bittersweet. A little sadness. Just out of the blue, a couple of days ago, Lily said, I miss Grace and Frankie, and I, I knew what she meant. The tenderness between the two of you throughout these last episodes just makes your heart explode. Oh, a couple of God, times. you're going to make me cry. There were moments, um, you know, I'll never forget. I have to lift Frankie's hair off her shoulder and <laughs> rearrange her, and so she had an exposed shoulder. I said, oh, my God, your skin is is so beautiful. I was thinking, how great to be able to say this on a show that's being shown around the world. Women loving on each other. It doesn't have to be sexual. We're not always fighting each other and com competing with each other. It made me so happy that I could be in a show like that. Well, I was just sitting here thinking, I'm looking at her profile, you know, and it's so beautiful. With the <laughs> the show finishing, yeah, I won't have her in the in the trailer next door to me. Well, I'm going to miss her every day. I was kind of like losing her a little bit. So I have a physical uh, emptiness when she's not around. I, oh, no. I miss her physically. I mean, it's really nice to love somebody that you spend so much time with. Aww. Isn't that the sweetest? It makes me think of me and you, Joel. Oh, I know. I'm just Honestly, looking at you. As I was putting that clip together, uh, I'm like, you two could have been sitting in those chairs I together. No, and it is just like that is one of the sweetnesses of that show. And mm -hmm. here they are talking about, you know, because Dolly Parton is going to be guest starring on I don't know what episode right. of uh, Grace and Frankie, but here they are talking about Dolly. The cameo from their beloved nine to five friend Dolly Parton. I have Dolly there at that. Isn't that amazing? And the way that she's there, we can't say it, but oh my God. But what was it like to have her join the two of you once again? It seemed, oh God, we've been waiting. We've been standing here by the bus stop for ages, waiting for you to show up. <laughs> and uh, now we can really go home. Oh, yeah. I, I think that would be, you know, because you get time off from each other and then you go back and you film another season. And they are, fr they have They've been, been friends, friends since nine to five. Yes. I mean, which they, is like, what, 80? At least. 1980. At least. Yeah. 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 I mean, that so, is. The new season debuts tomorrow and there's a final 12 episodes. Um, and then I just love Chris Conley. He does all the He's entertainment lovely. stuff for GMA. 
Um, and then Jane talks about the similarities between herself and her character that she plays Gracie. Okay. Grace's look back at past relationships hitting close to home for Jane Fonda. Well, like Grace, I always had a problem of, who do you want me to be? You want me to like golf? I'll learn golf. You'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I've learned at almost 85 to have boundaries, but Grace is like that. You know, please the guy at the cost of your own authenticity. I've wasted too much time catering to the men in my life. I also like martinis, like Grace does. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said yesterday in the Sunday morning uh, clip that they played all the vibrators that she got <laughs> she when got, they invented, yeah. she invented, she invented vibrators for, for seniors. For seniors. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Great idea. I, and then the last clip we have is just uh, Lily and Jane Fonda talking about uh, how Grace and Frankie represent women of a certain age. And the, it's a big age group. Oh, it yeah. represents for women and also for people of a certain age. What's important about that in your view? Well, for too long, women of a certain age were relegated to a, a track suit and, and a, a wig hat and being sort of the object of much of the humor. Male stars might be 50 or 60 years old, but their girlfriends or their lovers, their wives were like maybe 19 or 22. <laughs> <laughs> Women were only acceptable, desirable if they were like that, and the whole society accepted it. And that is I kind mean, of one of the things because you've got Jane Fonda yes. is eighty four, yes. Lily is eighty two, Dolly Parton is uh, seventy six, and they just said people come up to them all the time uh-huh. about just like how you remind me of this right. mom or my auntie. And, or- and think of how long, I mean, I'm thinking back to when Lily Tomlin would come to the Twin Cities a lot and she'd have shows at O'Shaughnessy. We've had her on our show before, mm-hmm. phone her. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, th- I even think back to when she is one ringy dingy, two ringy dingy. <laughs> Way back in the 70s. I mean, she has been around for such a big part of my life and Mm -hmm. our lives and always Mm -hmm. so positive and so funny. Yeah, very much so. And then, you know, I love their friendship because they feel like they are opposites. Yes. You know, Jane is more glamorous. And am I Lily? Are you Jane and I'm Lily? Because you're Barbie and I'd be like little Skipper. Probably. I think that might be. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. Jane O'Grace. I know. You know, I would be the one to invent a vibrator. You know. Yes, I would yeah. have to do all the. <laughs> I would have to do alone. all the work <laughs> to mark that it. Right. Yes, you would. And do all the crap for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much yeah. all right. And then Lily, Lily to your Jane. Lily and Jane Fonda and Sally Field and Rita Moreno. Yes. Um, they are going to be part of Brady. Tom Brady's 80 for Brady. Yes. And so on Instagram, Tom Brady posted a pic, uh, and it follows these four women who are going to a Super Bowl, and these are the women. So at least Jane, Fonda, and Lily get to do this movie together. Mm-hmm. And Brady is producing and acting in it, and he just we we posted the photo, it's but it's so really cute. cute. Yeah, think of how much fun that would be. <laughs> this is going to be a fun movie. I think. I, I, I'm excited I for so. it. Oh yeah, but think of how much fun these women are having together. And he's playing himself, and hopefully he's making fun of, of himself. Yeah. And it's being made by Paramount, and it's these four friends who go to a Super Bowl. And it becomes an unforgettable trip for all of them. I love oh it. gosh! It's like it's like girls' trip, but women of a certain age. Yeah, you know? right. Even the photo of all of them. Jane Fonda is, 
you know, in a lounge chair oh. with a hat on. And then uh, um, Sally Field is just holding her hat and looking cute. But uh, Lily Tomlin really has got quite quite a wig going on. She there. does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She does. And then Rita Moreno. I mean, she, she looks, looks so glamorous. And she's 90. Really? I thought she was just 80. Is she really 90? She's 90. Wow. Oh, my word, sure people. 89 or 90, yeah. Good for her. And Pete Davidson's romance with Kim is paying off. He's been selected to be the face of new H&M menswear campaign, which will really, if Kanye finds out, he's already accused Pete of being a mall guy, and we know that's where H&M is, and we think Kim is happy to be going to the mall with a mall guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, big fresh energy. Okay, well, he, (laughs) yeah, because we mentioned that... um, Iris Apfel, the 100-year-old, 102-year-old woman with the big glasses. glasses, she has a line at H&M right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that... I um, guess he he did it, he posed, uh, he worked with Calvin Klein, and he, he was on the runway once for Alexander Wang in 2019. It doesn't seem like it, a stretch for him at all. It's it's Kim. Yeah. Yeah. And probably someone in H&M when Kanye was on Instagram and tried to blast... Pete for being a guy who shops at the mall. Yeah. Interesting coming from a guy who's got a partnership with Gap. And, yes. You know, H&M yep. was like, let's get this guy. Think about, Lori, um, about we. he really has been off all of social media, Kanye. He, Kanye has listened to, to his lawyer. Uh-huh. Good for him. Just yeah. what he's done. And that, w- that was necessary. 100%. It was. Yes, it was. All right, it listen. Was. We've got Holly coming up with the Dirt Alert. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, what do you have for the dirt? Oh, well, we have some HGTV-related dirt, Julia, this I, afternoon. Tell me about this. This is disturbing. <laughs> so, headlines today are that Aunt Anstead has filed for full custody of his two-year-old son, Hudson, with his ex-wife, Christina Hall, who we also used to know as Christina Hack. Christina El Musa, I believe. Was right. It. From Flipper Flap. Yeah. That's right. And so, today, Aunt Anstead filed for full custody of their son, Hudson London. Why? Yeah. Um, well, He's like two, isn't he? Uh, yes, two, yeah. he is two years old and reports are saying that he's claiming that Christina is not a good mother. Well, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. I watch that show. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, just, yeah. Julia, you're the one who I, is the HGTV ex- expert I, here. I just never thought she had time for anyone but herself. Okay. Uh, well, she is recently married. Yes, she just got married. And mm-hmm. she's starting a new show, I believe, Christina. There, She is making a new show for HGTV. Yes, she is. Yeah. So, Ann Anstead is claiming that Christina has spent only nine full days each month with their child over the last 20 months. The, this is according to the court documents obtained by TMZ. They're also reporting that Ann Anstead has accused Christina Hack of putting Hudson at medical risk, noting one incident in particular in which the toddler apparently had, quote, a sunburn that was so bad it left him crying in pain. And well, that can happen to anybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, that, okay. Yeah, it happens, right? Mm-hmm. It does, but it's, it's 
frowned upon. Yeah. Now, Aunt Anstead is also alleged in these documents that Christina Hack returned their son in January without informing him that they had COVID-19. Okay. Wow. <laughs> then adding, at the time, my partner, which would be Renee Zellweger, yeah. Aunt Anstead's girlfriend, was filming her new project and her COVID diagnosis placed the whole production on pause. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Christina. That would cost a lot of money. That would cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now, Christina Hack told Page Six via her rep responding to this filing, quote, what Ant is doing is deeply saddens me. If this was really about Hudson, as he says, this should have been handled privately with a private judge or mediation, as myself and my attorney have suggested. Christina concluding, quote, I have had my share of ups and downs, but I am a good mom and I love my children with all my heart and I will always protect them. Okay, but if you really only had, if you have joint custody and you're only having your kid for nine days a month versus 15. just like every weekend. Yeah. Um, And you want maybe a little bit. Maybe he pays her. Um. Uh, maybe he pays maybe, some child's word or something. Both, maybe and that's he ends why. Yeah, he more. wants it reduced or something. I know he doesn't want her to use him in any paid Instagram posts. Right. Now, Chris, she has other kids. Yeah. Yeah, she has two children with Tarek El Moussa, yes. her other ex. So she My has. Gosh. Yeah, she's, she's been, really, That's okay. She's really those kids are older. But she went through three men in like two years. Tarek. And then she went through this guy. Like this one was a quick one in and out. Boop, uh-huh. boop, boop. And then the new one she met last summer maybe and she's married him oh, yeah wow. she's a she's turn a, and burn a busy bee she's <laughs> a busy gal yeah now she did go to her own instagram account where she posted a cryptic quote oh god which is when a toxic person can no longer control you they will try to control how others see you oh boy the misinformation we feel unfair but but you stay above it trusting that other people will eventually see the truth just like you did Run, okay. Renee, run. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So it's messy over it there messy. in the world of HGTV. Oh, my goodness. Hey, let's talk about a little vintage scandal that's making headlines today concerning okay. Amy Winehouse. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And Prince. Oh. Oh, we don't know this. So this is from a new book that's called My Amy, The Life We Shared. 
And this is coming from Amy Winehouse's friend, Tyler James. So he's writing this story. And Mm -hmm. in this book, Tyler is sharing an anecdote about the time that Prince offered to help Amy Winehouse escape from her husband, Blake Fielder Civil, after he stole money from Prince, going to the point where Prince offered Amy Winehouse a, a private plane to get her away from her husband. Okay, so how did Prince and Amy Winehouse, how did they, they have know money. each other? Yeah, and have money. Well, they knew each other back in September of 2007. So Prince invited Amy Winehouse to join him on stage at the last night of his three-week residency at London's O2 Arena. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, so they duetted on Love is a Losing Game, Amy Winehouse's track from Back to Black. And uh, apparently a videographer named Phil Griffin had just begun working with Prince and Tyler James, Amy's friend, writes that Prince and Amy performed the song. Then they went to Prince's dressing room and Amy Winehouse announced that her husband, Blake Fielder Civil, was joining them. And apparently we didn't like him. Oh, no. If I I'll remember never, correctly, we were I have all a funny against thing to say. her being with him. Do you remember after she won the awards and my mom left me the voicemail? And I want to thank my husband, Blake. Blake. My oh. mom left me such a funny person. Oh, my gosh. Way before, you know, anything well, happened. What happened in the, did yeah. something happen in the dressing room? Or? Yeah, so Amy Winehouse's friend writes in his new book, Blake was there, everything changed. Blake oh. was paranoid, itchy, going to Prince's toilet to do drugs, he said. Everything switched to edgy. And there was cash on the dressing room just lying there out in the open on the makeup table. No one was really paying attention to it. But then after the show, the friend James was in the car with Amy and Blake, and then Blake made a joke about taking the money from the dressing room. It was hundreds of pounds, and that Blake had stolen Prince's money. Amy, Yeah, yeah, pretty bold. So Amy brushed it off, uh, that she knew it was wrong, but in front of Blake, you know, Blake, she laughed it off because she kind of felt awkward about it. Right. Because it was like, oh, my husband just stole some of Prince's money and his hairbrushes. Oh, my gosh. I would die. Yeah. Then the videographer called this guy, called up uh, Tyler James, Phil Griffin, and the videographer was blamed for all of this. Mm-mm. Yeah. And apparently it was not a good situation because uh, he was blamed for it. And uh, he was uh, beaten up what? and kicked wow. out of the O2 arena. This oh videographer guy. Yeah. So the following day, Amy Winehouse called Prince, apologized, was like, I'm going to give you the money back. But Prince said, I don't care about the money. It's just really not cool what happened to Phil, the guy who was accused of stealing the money when he didn't and apparently got beat up because of it. And Prince was so concerned about Amy Winehouse and her relationship with the with Blake that he offered to send a plane. Get Amy away from that situation. Get out of that relationship. I don't know where he was. Maybe she would have come to Paisley Park. Yeah. Oh, the irony, too, of all yes. of that. Yeah, yeah. With her dying and him dying. And- yeah, Amy Winehouse passing away in 2011 and Prince dying in 2016. Now, Amy Winehouse did divorce Blake in 2009. 
So she did have a little while away yeah. from him. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, by all means, if I recall correctly, Amy was kind of on a road to recovery. Then she relapsed. Yep. Yes. And then she unfortunately passed away from that. It was July 2011 because I was with my mom in Vegas for her friend's Mike's 75th birthday party. I know. Isn't that is one of those mm-hmm. celebrity passings where you remember where you were? Well, yeah. When I they, don't remember that one. I, I do. That's we, were, funny. I, we were in yeah. Vegas and I was with my mom and my niece texted me. Okay. And there's just like what it was so sad because like, so she talented. was on the it seemed like she was having a comeback of as far as you know being straight and sober. sober yes do right. you remember where you were i was in sausalito so california okay so i remember that too mm-hmm. and just being like oh so tragic that back to black album yeah which just it changed everything. Yeah. It, it was so wonderful. Really, it was so good. A little celebrity justice for you. Black China's request to retake the stand against the Kardashian Jenners has been denied by a judge. Uh, Black China's attorney had argued that Black China was triggered by the nude photos of herself that were shown during initial cross examination, but the judge didn't buy it saying that she had already taken the stand for 11 hours and had plenty of time to raise other issues and concerns. Is okay. that that is that all done with tes- with testimony that trial is it gone to jury yet? Uh, you know I can't oh, confirm that yet, but you it know It's probably closing arguments. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. going on. Oh, so much celebrity justice. I know. The only one we have time for is Depp versus Heard. No. Oh. We are glued to that show. Oh my gosh. And the show continues. It does. <laughs> all right, thanks guys. And I've decided I'm going to give my theory first. Yes. Oh, Julia You're coming in hot. Well, this is only based on my my one of my one of my things, mm-hmm. and uh, those are my children. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and it's a big and thing. I just wonder sometimes because we had talked about how great the Northman was going to be, and the critics loved it. Ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes. The audience loved it. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. Mm. I thought they did. They didn't. And so my theory sometimes is I go by audience reviews more than critics reviews. Mm -hmm. Me too. And so don't you, Grant? Yeah. Yeah. Always. What was the one that you just saw twice? The unbearable. The bare weight of massive talent with Nick Cage. It's just a fun movie. That's 80% critic, 80% um, audience. And the Northman was 90% critic, 65% audience. So your theory is? Um, Wait for a day and find out what the audience thinks. Sometimes because you never know. Because there's a lot of things that critics just love that we don't. But the Northman hits all the right spots for all these Viking shows. I know, the, but people didn't like it that much. And so, it yeah. could be because people don't like the story they're trying to tell is too much story in a two and a half hour movie because it's a Hamlet story and all of that. Like the Northman could have been would have been a better series maybe they would have had more time to tell the story stretch out the violence stretch out all the plot the intrigue maybe i don't know i'm still gonna go see the northman all right casey's i'll be curious like, casey's yeah. ready to see it okay oh yeah and grant are you gonna see it yeah i'm gonna try to go on I right, i'll be curious it, it mm-hmm. depends on the timberwolves play on sunday night so if the timberwolves win maybe not but uh dawn saw it from the morning show and she, she loved it loved yeah. it okay. she was like grant you yeah she it's... you i think you and i and don are the like Mary's... the viking yeah. violence there you yeah. go uh yeah, so. enthusiasts here. she was like go 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 mm-hmm. so. okay i'll be curious yep okay right. so um I don't know that that means it wasn't. The, yeah, it wasn't at all. I just wanted to talk. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Because we had found out three other pieces of information. I have to wait on. Okay. And telegram. <laughs> okay. Well, here, here is a theory. Here is a theory that's been proven by a study. 
If you've ever wondered what the Goldilocks number is for sleep, the golden number for Goldilocks so that you feel great. And this is for people middle-aged and up, which for the purposes of this study, they use the middle-aged marker of 40. (laughs) Okay? With the average life expectancy being 78 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Remember, your biological age is not the same as your as your what I call your, you know, how you feel inside yes. age. Okay, mm-hmm. there's earth That's years, it. there's spiritual it. years, and there's a yeah. how you feel inside years. That's right. It's how you feel inside. <laughs> but seven is the magic number yeah. for middle age and above. A researcher from the University of Cambridge said that is what the mind needs to maintain strong cognitive performance and mental health because we have found in study after study that too little sleep and too much sleep as people age leads to poor cognition and they studied a half a million people wow between the ages of 38 and 73 so they use 38 as the middle age and um and they found that insufficient and excessive sleep has a connection to everything from impaired cognitive performance. You can't pay attention. Your memory is bad. But if you can get seven hours of sleep each night, you it helps you with your mental health. It helps with your physical health. And it also helps with um, it helps. When you don't get deep sleep, it mm-hmm. causes a buildup of a protein called amyloid, okay. which tangles in the brain. And the tangles are one of the hallmarks of the onset of dementia. So they really have been doing so much sleep studying because right. that is yeah. when you are repairing not only physically, but you are repairing on mentally. brain cells. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I tell you something funny about this? Yeah. Okay, so you know my friend Shannon Grant. That's who I went to yep. Vegas with. Okay, so <laughs> in real life, is she not a sleeper? No, she's a sleeper. Okay, and so I, I'm waiting, you know, to get going. One morning, I'm looking at my watch, and now it's like nine thirty, ten, and I've been up. You know, seven hours is about what I get. Yeah, and I've been up, and I'm like, uh huh. And so, and she's um, still sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's Vegas. You gotta oh, get up. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, but she literally. Went to a sleep had went to a sleep doctor and a sleep study, and she has been diagnosed as a long sleep. Oh, <laughs> lucky dog! I would pay for that it's diagnosis. It's a true diagnosis, no, and I just look over at it one morning and I said, "How's the long sleeper sleep doing? doing?" It's a true <laughs> diagnosis, and we laughed so hard, that and she said, awesome. "I could say it on the air." Yeah, because I'm like, funny. "Come on, like." You know, people are calling me, and I'm like, I have to be quiet. Yeah, yeah, I'm still sleeping. Oh my god! So there is like a diagnosis. A teenager, she she's ten hours. Ten hours. She oh, has yeah. been diagnosed as a long sleeper, and it's a fine. It's just a true yeah. state of being. All mm-hmm. right. Well, crazy. We're, I know right? the Goldilocks number uh, for thirty-eight and above is try and shoot for seven hours of sleep. I like it. Okay. Don't you guys get that? I'd say that's my average. Seven hours straight or seven hours? Well, seven hours straight. Oh, no. I get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. No, three, four times. I get like two or three at a time. Yeah. It's not good. Um, My sleeping is terrible. I know like uh, when people have a hard time sleeping, they never function well.
the oh, next day. No, and if you're a chronic non-sleeper, oh, it's really... It's horrible. It's a horrible thing. And yeah. if... Yeah. Okay, now here's a study yes. that came in my favorite journal of person, personality and social psychology. I oh, look, that one. I look forward to that. It's bi-monthly. And nice. um, <laughs> it's got just tons of good stories for me. But here is the theory. Dress to impress people who wear designer brands are less likely to be seen as team players in the workplace. Okay, this is so funny. Mm-hmm. Because what do Lori and I, we can't stand a label. <laughs> we never wear, I mean, we might have it, but it it's... It could be because we can't afford okay, well, Lori, Chanel I, or Vuitton. Be quiet. You know, all okay, <laughs> so these people are seen as... It is generally assumed that signaling status strategically benefits people who want to appear high class and blah, blah, blah. Why else would you pay a premium for products with luxury logos that have no other functional benefits, right? right? Uh And this was done at the University of Michigan's Ross School of Business. Um, But what they found is that people who flash their luxury brands and show that they're well off. They do, people assume they're more disciplined, intelligent, competent than those do not. However, it won't make you any new friends at the office because coworkers perceive you as someone who cares more about yourself than in the team Mm -hmm. effort. And they did six different experiments with um, 400 people per experiment. And, uh, yeah, people... uh, um, in the workplace, uh, said, yeah, uh, you're better off wearing, you know, Old Navy or your Skechers or your uh, department store clothes, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, it doesn't, people at work then think that you're kind of um, a show off, right. not yeah. a team player. Right. They judge you harshly. Now, me, I don't judge when you. I had an opportunity to hire somebody who was dripping in Tiffany Diamond and designer clothes. She hired her. I hired her, Harry Connick Jr.'s cousin. Um, we're not going to say her name, and she doesn't live here anymore. She doesn't? Okay. Yeah. Lori totally hired her on looks. by her clothes. She was. Her shoes. Oh, yeah. She had designer everything. And I was like, I'm hiring her. And she's <laughs> like, you got to get a writing sample first. <laughs> I did. I got a writing sample, and I found out later after I had to fire her that her husband wrote it. Oh, and I, and I was blinded by the you, luxury. You I, were. I am never going to judge anybody for luxury so ever. You were so blinded That's by awesome. that one. And I'm like, Lori, Lori. No, but look at her. And I, I mean, Lori, mm-hmm. I've been blinded. I was blinded. You know, my Annie. Mm-hmm. I just, I met her once and I was blinded by her personality and hired her. And it was a great hire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it works. Yeah. I mean, we're blinded by... Rock and flowers. There you go, Lori. At least you are. (laughs) (laughs) Using code language there. All right. That's all the theories I got for you guys. We'll be right right back. Oh, my gosh. What a day. It's Thursday, people. March 60th. (laughs) Hey, um, you know what we forgot to do earlier? We forgot Grant Whitaker was so generous giving us a couple tickets to go to the Kentucky Derby fashion extravaganza. Um. Uh, we oh, have for next Saturday. Yes. Seven. So for two callers, the first two callers, um, Grant will take your information, and we've got some tickets for you. But you gotta love fashion. You gotta go. You gotta, and you gotta be gotta excited go. about going. And if you want to go, still, there's. We had Grant on earlier at three thirty today. Listen to the replay, yeah. but it's gonna be a fun, fun event. 
And I would go if I wasn't going to be too. out of town. I texted him, same. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that, Grant will take care of that right now. Okay, breaking news. James Cornyn from The Late Late Show is not going to, he's, he's signed he, a year extension. He's going to do his show through 2023 and then he's done. CBS wanted three years. Yeah. And he said no. No. He wants to write. He wants to do other things. It's already been nine years. Remember how intoxicated we were with him when he first came around? Yeah. Intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, um, carpool karaoke was is the real thing. He's gotten so many YouTube views, millions and gazillions. I think he does not like living away from the UK. All of his family is there. Yeah. His family is there. I think it's be- a grind. He doesn't have the greatest of ratings. I only watch that show when he's got somebody great Same, on. Same, because he was having on last night or tonight, let me look, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Yes, and yes. They thought that'd be fun to watch. Right. Let me see if I can find he's it. He's not. I like I don't I don't DVR his show nightly like I do the other lately. I don't shows. either. Well, tonight it's Molly Shannon, Josh Groban, and Givon. Okay, that who, that would we be love a great show. We right. got to DVR that one. Oh my gosh! And blast from the past, Mary Louise Parker is going to be on Seth Meyers. Yeah, the, the late night people have been having a lot of good. Nick guests. Cage is on Kimmel again. It's a repeat. Yeah, it's a repeat. And uh, I did see Nicholas Cage. He was on Kelly Clarkson, I think, on Monday show. Was he darling? Oh, he came out in a white jean jacket, white t-shirt, and white jeans, and then kind of scuffed up boots, and they fawned over each other. Well, as one <laughs> and. I he love it. Told her how many of her songs are on his um, whatever he listens to when he's working out. He mentioned some product, but he's I, like, and he started. He's like, you know, this song and this song they really get me going. And she was just like, what? Lori, he goes, you're the only talk show host that's an actual performer. Oh, he wasn't thinking about uh-huh. James Corden. Never, James never invited him. He said, "But you're an actual artist." I think he was on James Corden, Laurie. Maybe, but he goes, like, "You're an actual artist." I love that he said that. But you know, she- I haven't seen Jimmy. I haven't seen Nicholas Cage be on James he Corden. Was, I he swear. Was. I'll, well, I will look it Jimmy up. Jimmy Kimmel's appearance was the first time he was on a late night talk show in 14 years. Last week, which which was a lie because he was on a show in 2012. Okay, but. 12 years, so his math was just off by two years, Julia. So he hasn't been on James Corden. (laughs) (laughs) He said that. I haven't been on a late night show. I know he did, but I swear. Okay. All right, fine. We get our years all mixed up. 12 years, 14 years. Who knows? Who can keep them straight? All right, can I tell you the other exciting news? Please. All right, so this... So Hannah, our social media uh, (laughs) director, told us this today. Okay, and it's there's only three Target stores in the nation that are testing this concept out, and it's called Clockwork. And what it is, and it's at the Chaska on Pioneer Trail Target location. It is a ten minute manicure, and your first appointment's only eight dollars. And it's a machine that's been in development for years. That you go in, you can't have gel on your nails, and if you have nail polish on, you they have stuff there that you can take it off with. And you put your hand in, it does like a scan of your nail bed size, and then you pick a color, mm-hmm. and then you put your hand in, and it knows the sizes, and it like outlines your nail first, and then colors it all the way in the middle, and you get a perfect manicure in and out, like putting your hands in and out in 10 minutes. If you want to drive to Chaska. Do you remember 
I think it was Total Recall, the movie Total Recall, and then she's the receptionist, and she's sitting there, and she's got a little pen, and she taps a nail, and it changes it to green, green, yeah. red, green. Like, it's kind of like, can you imagine if they had that concept? So this is as close as you can get. I don't want to see any of my nail tech I, I thought job. the same thing. I thought oh, this, but call. Lori, this yeah. is only, this is not gel. It's nothing exciting. It's yeah. just... A paint a flash paint job, and you can't get your toes done. It's only your hands. Thank God. Yeah, and you can <laughs> go online to Target, and um, nails like clockwork. That's what they call well, it. But I have agree, to have somebody try it. For well, us. we do. You know, it, I don't get how that's working because unless you put in your two thumbs and then you put in your four fingers, well, they have and it figured flat. out. Yeah, I know. You know, they've been, and it, when you put in your finger and your finger has been eaten by a bear and it's crooked already, like mine, yeah, aka arthritis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wonder how it, you'd have to hold your nails look very nice though, I, with your red polish. You're looking very I have gel. Uh, Oh, I like, but it looks so good on, and this is two weeks old. I love. Yeah, no, I know I, that, I but doesn't kinda, it make your nails hurt? Not until I start chewing it off. Oh. And <laughs> what I should do is immediately, like tomorrow, go in and am redone. Right. I yeah. love how gel looks. You're right, though. I think I would miss the old massage, you know, when they kind of oh, grab your see, hand. And, and here's me. I'm always, always in a rush. I don't need that. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it when they start rubbing and making things oh, feel yeah. better. Of course you do. Right. You're a guy. I'm sure yeah, you like it when they start Everybody there. loves a wubba-dub-dub. Who there doesn't? You, there you go. And especially a dwy wub. <laughs> on wet wings. On wet, what was it? A dry right. wub on a wet dry, wings? A wet wing. A dry wub. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was a night fun. That was a fun night. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. So, what else we got? To- well, I, I told us at good old 830 tonight. Oh, good for you. That's um, a hard time. John Aniston is going to get a Lifetime Achievement Emmy Award. You know, he is. Um, Jennifer Aniston's dad. dad. Really? Days of Our Lives. He's. Uh, Excuse me, he's 87. He's not the oldest member of the Days of Our Life. That goes to Bill Hayes, who's 96 years young. Is he but, still alive? Yes, and wow. Aniston, famous long before his daughter, Jennifer yep. Starr on Friends, is getting a Lifetime Achievement on CBS June 24th. He's been a regular on Days of Our Life since 1985. Wow. He had, he, for days, for many years prior to Days of Our Lives, he was on Search for Tomorrow. Oh, remember that one? And, um, he has him on often more than you'd think, and he's very charming and central. And I hope Jennifer goes to the daytime Emmys to be with her dad. I hope so too. That's exciting. That's exciting. All right, everybody have a fantastic night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.